This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. The day after, Fed Chairman Jerome Powell pleasantly surprised the country Wednesday with his proclamation following the Fed meeting, confirming that the Reserve Board had reached a consensus that interest rate hikes were done and that they hoped to ease rates next year. He confirmed what the markets were anticipating relative to leaving the current rate unchanged, plus was even more accommodating on forecasting forward rate policy than the market had dialed in. If all goes well, the Fed Fund's rate would decline with three quarter point cuts in 2024. The market is now compensating by dialing in five or more rate cuts next year. There was guarded optimism that the Fed rate hikes had achieved their objective of blunting the rise of inflation, quelling undesired higher consumer prices. Inflation is not back to their 2% target yet, but the Fed does appear to have regained control of prices without killing jobs. Pundits are calling that immaculate disinflation. The optimistic view is that they did the new inflationary rise before it spiraled and had made strides in restoring price stability without causing a recession. That seems almost too good to be true, but even Powell is starting to believe that they may have achieved it. The equity market has had a significant relief rally as worst-case scenarios now appear less likely. Growth is forecast by the Fed to slow, an unemployment tick higher next year and after, as moderating factors to euphoria. The Fed gave stock market traders an early Christmas present with gains to cash out. There's some overhang in both directions yet to absorb before we can relax. They will cut rates incrementally as the data supports it. That means that conditions still have to accommodate the rate cuts. There was no promise made if conditions change. They are only confident enough to say what they like or intend to do if events go as expected. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon called the current global state of domestic affairs and global conditions as being the highest risk for the country seen in decades. There is a prolific rise in risk everywhere from war, political instability, and economic stress, domestic and abroad, which means that we'll be walking by the graveyard for some time before we can feel safe. I would point out that given this turn of events that the U.S. economy is handling its stress test well, contrasted by a not-so-good state of affairs in the world's second and third largest economies, China and Germany. They are nowhere near reaching the safer place that Powell spoke of the U.S. reaching. There are still a lot of things vexing the country that lower interest rates will not fix. The Fed had to print a lot of money and the U.S. Treasury had to sell a lot of bonds to keep the economy floating. That was the Fed's contribution to inflation. This was accompanied by fiscal stimulus, which was spent and borrowed. They'll have to sell more bonds to pay the interest on this accumulated debt. When the Fed said that they were going to lower rates at their earliest opportunity, the currency and precious metals markets took that seriously. Gold rose, the dollar weakened. Interest rates paid to savers now exceed inflation, so there is no penalty to holding cash. The interest rate paid by borrowers currently exceeds twice the rate of inflation, so there is a real, real interest rate. Debt cannot be paid back with cheaper dollars. The Fed thinks that it may have been successful at capping inflating prices, but there are still a number of things yet to be normalized. Part of that would be asset price risk. As noted, I do not think that a two-income family can afford a mortgage at current medium home values at current mortgage rates. It is hard to believe that this will be corrected entirely by lower rates. 
Lower rates will be supported to asset values, but I find it hard to see asset values as bullish. Hard to pay the going price for farmland if purchased with any borrowed money. I think that there's a lag as markets adjust to interest rates that will take longer to digest. 2023 has not been a good year for commodities. Commodities soared with the money supply until reined in by the increase in opportunity cost resulting from higher interest rates as the Fed subsequently tightened. As I have noted that there is a high cost to holding grain, which is why commercials are plenty happy that farmers have been bearing that cost for them. You have to have pretty strong fundamentals to be bullish commodities in a deflating Fed-created environment. Few commodities met that condition. The strong dollar did not help. There was a lot of disappointed commodity bulls. Lower interest rates and a weaker dollar can bring on some relief in that regard. Learning that the Fed was going to stop hammering commodities when tightening monetary policies was part of the message from Powell. We'll see how much and how fast this change can begin to heal disparaged commodity investment. Maybe the funds will not be so aggressive with shorts. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.